Hello everyone. Welcome to Conversations with Dami. This is Dami Balogun. Now on this podcast, nothing's off limits. And I guess we are being offered an opportunity to challenge what underpins society as we know it. This ranges from culture to food, entertainment, government, education, and we'll get to explore a range of topics. I think you might have some good fun listening and learning a few things. How about that? Good morning, everyone. Good morning. How are you? We're just waiting for everyone to join. I can see you're all still connecting. Good morning. I'm really excited for this morning's session. This is our third installment of our Raising Africa's Tech Lead Tech Giant series. So we're now here for number three, and today we're talking about value and productivity. I'm really, really excited. Just waiting for some more people to join. So how have you been? How have your week been? My week has been amazing. Yeah. It's been a really productive week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what were you up to? Um, I've just been doing some work for the foundation, okay. preparing um, for the next semester of, of Nakatech, yeah. reaching out to some partners and hopefully some great partnerships are going to come out of that. Mm-hmm. And then just doing some other support work here and there, okay. as you would know. Um, <laughs> but how's your week been? Yeah, my week's been okay. It's been fulfilling. Getting used to retirement. Yeah. Retiring at the age of thirty one. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Mm-hmm. If you, you can in the comments let us know how your week has been as we begin our discussion today on value and productivity. So as you know, this is week three. Um we've had two weeks and two sessions where we've discussed different things. Oh, hi, Robert. How are you? <laughs> I'll be coming to get it. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, That's Robert. Right. <laughs> I, I need to find a way to get you this jumper, actually. You know what? I'll get the fashion team to make sure it's sorted out. It's really nice. Yeah, I think yeah, I so. want one as well. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in the first week, we spoke about the art of fighting as an underdog. I loved that um, session because... Dami taught us about not fighting as, you know, they, as the other side do. It taught us about not fighting as the other side do and knowing um, how to fight from a place of obscurity almost. And then um, in week two, we spoke about mastery and competence. And one of the key things was that mastery is actually based on your relationships with people, learning how to work with other people, communicate with people and get them to basically um, help you or even follow you. So that was really exciting. So I'm really excited to see what comes out of today's sessions. They always end up completely blowing my mind because it almost deviates from the topic, but then it makes complete sense. Um, and as I've introduced him before, but I'm going to introduce him again. We are joined by Dami Balogun, who's the youngest chartered engineer in the UK. Um, he became chartered at the age of 24, which beat the historical record of 27. So there's a lot to learn from him and has gone on to have a 12-year career, basically shaping the railway industry in the UK, working on major projects, which... Um, um, it's, it's fair if I say multi-million pound projects, right? Mm-hmm. And actually one of the fun facts that I don't think I've mentioned is that every single year mm-hmm. he is saving the um, UK railway system, was it 3.2, 3.2 million pounds? 
and most importantly he is a pastor of the power base family and he um, shepherds and looks after a wide variety of people but he personally and directly mentors 50 business owners and entrepreneurs and professionals who is directly helped to shape their lives and their visions and their careers and i'm one of them so the power base foundation was also a product of his mentorship so that's why i thought it was really important that he speaks with you before we start our um our educational sessions because i i've been saying this nakatech is not just a school so it's a training ground and it's for you all to learn the skills that are necessary and not even just skills as well i think the ethics and values um that's are necessary for you to go on and build great things and do great things and like the title of the series says to become tech giants yeah. that's exactly what we think all of you can become even the smallest of you mm -hmm. um as they may say <laughs> so thank you dami for joining us this morning mm -hmm. pastor dami so today we are going to speak about value and productivity yeah and I thought we should start from defining what value and productivity actually means. Mm -hmm. So I have a definition here. I have different definitions. So value is defined as worth. Okay. It says um, those properties of a thing which render it useful or esteemable. And then I love it because it gives an example and it says the real value of a thing is in its utility its power or its capacity of producing good. Mm -hmm. And then value can also be defined as the price. So the rate of worth set upon a commodity or the amount for which it is sold. Mm -hmm. So it says we see the value of a thing um, based on what it will bring in the market. Yeah. And then productivity is defined as producing, bringing into being. I really love that definition. Um, causing to exist because yeah. for me that sounds like creativity or mm -hmm. creation so I loved that one mm -hmm. and then um, another definition of productivity is having the quality or power of producing especially in abundance yeah. so I loved that as well and then another definition says yielding results benefits or profits so this week just by the definitions <clears throat> it sounds like it's actually based on the results and the output mm -hmm. or the value in the markets in terms of monetary value and profits and things like that mm -hmm. so i'm really um intrigued to know what you can teach us about value and productivity because i think that's probably the core mm -hmm. of um everyone anyone who is working or has a goal towards something there's always you everyone wants to make profits everyone yeah. wants to be profitable and useful in the marketplace mm -hmm. so what can you teach us about value and productivity okay so um good morning everybody i hope you're all well and i i hope that you've had the chance to go and listen again over last week if you didn't get to and week one so of course week one we spoke about fighting as an underdog strategies for fighting as an underdog and i spent time talking about my journey most of the time being the youngest in the room most of the time being the only black face in the room and i was able to despite those oppositions rise to a certain level of impact mm. in the industry and society mm -hmm. here in the United Kingdom. Then the second week we spoke about mastery and competence. Mm -hmm. And I began to outline to you that competence speaks about what you've built up as a technical base for mm. you as an individual. Competence speaks about your individuality. Mm. 
but then mastery speaks about your relative competence with respect to others how much better are you when you compete mm. and i spoke about the fact that mastery is superiority in competition mm. and when you have mastery mastery is what enables you to be at the top but then i highlighted it is not just about your technical know-how mastery is your ability to actually have influence on people mm. where you leverage on relationships you leverage on the fact that when you ha can enter a room and i gave my example I gave my example where I was new into an industry. I did not know how to solve a problem, but I was bold enough to say, yes, I would. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very important before I talk about value and productivity to reiterate what happened the previous two weeks. I go into a room, don't know the solution, but I said, yes, I will. And I built relationships and I was a young man that was able to leverage on 100 plus years of experience because i knew people who were much older than me and i was able to get the best out of them mm. so when you now arrive at a destination now which we've done today called value and productivity we are speaking about the problems you are able to solve your value is very heavily dependent on your problem solving mm. capacity if you've got the definitions ready for me as well of what, what you read again if you don't mind please send me value speaks very heavily of your problem solving mm. capacity so the society will place more value on a man who's solved society's problems. Mm. You see, and, and I have to go off of a very good question that I was asked last week. And I believe the question was along the lines of, and you can interrupt me at any time, but I'll just sure. spend this next few minutes to just lay a basis. Sure. Then we can have a good discussion if that's okay. A question I was asked was, should I leave to go and get rich? Mm. Or should I stay to fight? Mm -hmm. And it, it is... When you look at a, a, a discussion like that or a question like that, mm. you're left with no choice but to highlight a few things. Mm. Number one, you are not to come to this world to just make a living. Your value will be diminished if you think you have come to make a living. You've come to this world to make an impact. Mm. Mm. And the, by the time you are able to decipher in your mind the difference between these two paths, it would help you shape your decision making. If you say, I've come to get rich, you've defined your value mm. by one of the words you use there. I've come to get. Mm. I'm a getter, mm. not a giver. You see, this world values givers, not getters. And I was very quick to highlight one of the problems with the West, for example, especially mm. in the United Kingdom, where I told you, many of the people that emigrate from Africa and come here and settle, they end up doing that, settling. They end up being immigrants to wealth. Mm. Immigrants to anything want to settle. So you think you want to be rich, but you'd emigrate and immigrate into a system that gives you the bare minimum. At that point, your fight is taken away from you. Your value will be diminished. So you've not come to this world to get You've come to this world to give. So please write these notes down. Mm. If you're going to understand your true value, the first thing is to understand why you are on earth. Mm. You are not here to get. You are here to give. Mm. Let me break that down a little bit more. The body I've come with, I don't leave with it. The body you come to this earth with, you leave it here. Mm. So even nature has already told us that in this life, you don't come to get, you don't take anything from this earth. Nothing you bring, you take. Mm. 
even this body you've got now, mm. you're leaving it for the earth. Mm. And but for those who are of the scientific mind, which most of you are because you're Nakatech students, the body that I leave today, well, if I die today, let's say, the body I leave would eventually feed into the carbon cycle. And that, that's what would generate the hydrocarbons for the future generation's mm. fuel system. I leave even my body. So nature is telling you, you're not here to get. You're here to give something. Mm. So I, I want to ask the first question to you. Mm. Are you here to make a living or are you here to make an impact? Mm. If you're here to make a living, you've come to get. Mm. If you're here to make an impact, you've come to give. NACA Tech students, I want to invite you to lift your minds beyond living mm. into impact. I know this is very nice to say, but I want you to break down a few things, right? You know, when you've got people that want to make a living versus people that want to make an impact, you can tell by their mindsets. And that's why the, the, the podcast we're doing, the series we're doing, is so very vital. Mm. Because this is what would make the difference between you as a person that just wants to make a living mm. and you understanding that you are here to make an impact. Mm. It all draws down to your mind. That was That's what would then drive your value. So... Let me use an example. Many of you, are, of course, most of us are African and you've lived in Africa before. Mm. I'll just use very, a very simple example. Most offices in Africa, in Nigeria where I'm from, you'd have the actual office building with the CEO inside. Yes? Then you would have a gate man or gate woman. Most cases, mm. gate man. Yeah? Those are two people. They could be the same age. Mm. Let's assume they're both 40 years old. What you have is a 40-year-old CEO, a 40-year-old gate man. What's the difference between the two? It's how they think. So remember, I started by asking you the question, are you here to make a living? Mm. Are you here to make an impact? Mm. You are how you think. Make a note of that. You are how you mm. think. Let me, let, me, let me carry on in this example. If you now, as a gate man, think, oh, I just need an opportunity like the CEO. Just give me what the CEO has. You know, I want what the CEO has. I'll give you a week. Let's swap places. Mm. Let's see what happens. Let's, let's go through this scenario. Mm. The gate man becomes CEO. The CEO becomes the gate man. What do you think will happen within the first few hours? <laughs> I can guarantee you, in most cases, the gate man, when he's sat in that office, he'll be looking for the drawers to steal money. Mm. He would want to get money. He would want to get quick access to cash because in his mindset he just wants to survive today mm. whereas when you've got a ceo who's now become a gate man i can imagine one of the thoughts in his mind is how do i make this process easier for myself mm. so that i don't have to get up all the time mm. so that i have to free up my time to go back to my thinking mm. i imagine he'll probably automate the gate system mm. he'll find somebody to help him automate the gate system. Within a week, the guy who was a gate man, who has now become a CEO, he won't know the value of the paper, mm. the files in there. He, what he doesn't realize is that there is information hidden in that office, but he will not have the capacity or fortitude to tap into the value of being in that office. Mm. Why? Because he's not elevated in his thinking mindset. You are how you think. Mm. So the gate man will be sat in the in the chest, the vault of millions. Mm. But he cannot access it. 
because his level of thinking has not elevated to that state. Mm. Even though he's been given the opportunity. So many of you that might say, oh, I want to leave the country. It's not just about leaving the country. You're leaving to do what exactly? Mm. The real test is who you've become. So success is not what you have. Success is who you've become. If you don't mind writing these things down, mm-hmm. when you think of someone who wants to be a person of value, mm-hmm. and that's why when you, of course, you know I'm a pastor, and I'll use biblical references mm-hmm. here. It, it's very clear. It says a, a gift makes room for a man. So your gift, your value will make room for you. And if, I am, if I'm being asked the question today, so how do I elevate my value? I would start by changing your thinking. If you go into an office like the gate man and sit there within a week, you would have missed the value of the information you've got access mm. to and you would never be able to utilize it. Mm. Let's go to the CEO now. The CEO who's now at the gate, remember, he's now automated the system. Mm. He's created more time for himself. It's, it will not take more than a week mm. that anybody that visits that office will not bother going to the CEO's office anymore. They will, mm. Their solutions will be provided right at the gate because they've met the mind. Mm. So I'll, let me rephrase in another way. It is not a man that gets paid. It's the mind that mm. gets paid. You don't really get paid. It's the mind that you have that gets paid. The man or woman that you've become is who really gets paid. So when I look at you today and you ask me the question, mm. Sir, what do I do to increase in value? Practical steps. Number one, change how you think. Mm. And let me use another example, and it's an unfortunate one. But have you ever noticed that especially in Nigeria, you put a brand new system. You build a brand new road. Mm. Mm. It won't take a year. It goes back. Mm. Nature has a way of going back. Nature has a way. You, so, you're, like I said, if, the, if you put a gate man into an office, the mm. office will end up being like the gate man in a week. If you put a CEO at the gate, he will transform that gate to reflect how he thinks. Mm. So your, your conditions will reflect how you think. Mm. A lot of the, like the Nigerian infrastructure, when they first start up, they are like high class, top world class. Mm. But because of the, the level of thinking of our leaders in government, mm. they, the, the infrastructure doesn't end up being maintained properly. So what do you find? Bad roads. Mm. What do you find? Lack of electricity. Even though you've got the resources under the ground to provide electricity non-stop. Mm. So the systems end up reflecting the mentality mm. of the leaders. So I'm speaking to the architects students today. When you go out to compete in the world, there are many, there are many brilliant, sharp minds, mm. educated minds. But the difference between you and them is your thinking. Education is information download. Mm. Training is preparation for solving problems. Mm. And you are being trained here now. Mm. That's the difference between you and anyone else you go and compete outside. Mm. So if we speak about value today, I want to highlight, change your thinking. Mm. It starts by access to people. So I've been getting messages from some of you through the week. Mm. That's exactly what happens. When you begin to have dialogues and conversations with people, mm. your conversations will shape your thinking. Mm. Who do you spend time with? Are you spending time with people who just want to mess around and, mm. and, and talk low lives? You know, I've, I've, one of my, my mentor teaches me that, you know, small people have conversations about people. Mm. Big people 
have conversations about ideas. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I, I'm asking you, what kind of conversations do you entertain? Another question, what do you feed your mind with? Mm-hmm. Are you a reader? Are you mm-hmm. a, do you study? Have you gained access into the minds of the great? Those who have gone ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Those are the little nuggets I would say in the first instance that help you to elevate your value. Mm-hmm. Then when you will not talk about productivity now. Productivity is your ability to replicate. In, in other words, you could talk about efficiency. Mm. You can talk about the, the ability to make something out of nothing. Mm. Yes, that's great. But you see, if you don't have the mindset that commands the value in the first place, mm. you might be given a million pounds and it will end up zero mm. in a mm. week. Mm. So when I speak about productivity, it is of no use if I'm not talking to someone who has an elevated thinking mm. mindset. Mm. And that's what this is about. So I can keep going. You know, I've got, I've got yeah. no, no problem talking loads. But what I think will be good is if you've got questions, then by mm. all means, I would answer them. That's really interesting because I think for most people, and I, even for myself in the past, I thought my productivity is what mattered first so mm. you need to establish a good working routine wake up at five um do t- 12 hours of work during the day but what are you replicating sure exactly that's the problem isn't it what are you yeah. replicating so it's actually about your value about mm. the way that you think about your your ideation process of solving problems and um and actually wanting to give and it's funny because the one of the definitions of value stated about um the properties of a thing which render it useful Mm -hmm. so if you are um looking to be someone of value or put things out of value it needs to be useful and that's a way of giving actually Mm -hmm. so when you look at a lot of the tech companies they solved a problem which helped people so because of uber i can travel freely whereas before it would have been much more of a hassle so we always have to have people at the heart of your ideas and what you um think so you've had an amazing 12-year career Mm -hmm. solving incredible problems Mm -hmm. um i think one of my favorite ones you spoke about last week (laughs) (laughs) could you have an example for us this week about how you used your value or how you developed value or maybe even let's say how your value was louder than your voice because you always mention you're usually the youngest in the room the only black person in the room in a you know country where sometimes there are racial biases and nuances Mm -hmm. how did you get to a point where your value basically spoke for you okay so the, the the next point i want to also say to you is let your value be louder than your voice Mm. write that down please let your value be louder than your voice. Mm. That's another tip. And that's something that I have seen over the years mm. that's helped me. You know, one of, the, one of the most tempting things to do is to defend yourself. Mm. It, it, the, the career I've had, it, it, especially the engineering career, uh, anyone who doesn't know this yet, you will get to know eventually. The engineering career is, is very heavily driven on ego and mm. your demonstration of what you know and, and, and your knowledge. And what we used to find back in the day, what I used to find back in the day, was that people would try and challenge your knowledge. So they'll try and either disprove you or pull you down. Mm. And the temptation is to raise your voice and say, but I know what I'm doing. Mm. What I found is that it pays to keep quiet and let your value speak. Mm. When your value is louder than your voice, what ends up happening is you don't you waste you don't waste time and you don't get involved in discussions that are non-valuable mm. and eventually 
it is the people of value that would spot your value and then they lift you up mm-hmm. and i always say this to people you know one of the the writings of um, solomon who was one of the wisest kings of all time mm. he says have you seen a man gifted in his work he will stand before kings mm. so what what takes you to your king position what takes you, what elevates you is not your ability to speak only mm. it's beyond that it is your value so what i've learned in the years is when anyone draws me out in the meeting for example, to try and pull me down and there's an opportunity to argue. Mm. I don't do it. Mm. I don't I don't always do it. There are times when you you know you have to maybe help to move the project forward, mm. but I found that it was always better that my value would speak. Mm. And and one of the best is I did it. I think I shared this example last week mm. was when someone was he was telling me how I was wrong and mm. blah 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 and he was making out mm. to he was mm. talking out loud and, and I just waited for him to land and I just hit him with the facts. And at that point, people saw that I didn't get drawn out mm. by my emotion. Mm. I just responded appropriately. And you see that there is, unfortunately, what happens is when you have a small man mentality, okay? Sometimes I'm not very polite, by the way. Okay, <laughs> family. Like a tech family, I'm not always polite. When you have a small ma- man mentality, you always feel like you have to raise your voice. Mm. It's a small man that does that. You know, let your value speak instead. Mm. So I would say from that example last week, mm. all I just did was waited for him to land. Mm. Then I hit him back the fact mm. yeah so that's an example i would say that for me value was helping in the past where i i i didn't it wasn't into getting involved into a shouting mm. match i love that i i'm going to focus on one of your other examples mm-hmm. of how every single year in this country you are saving the uk railway system 3.2 yeah. million pounds yeah every single year mm-hmm. because of a problem that you solved mm-hmm. now you mentioned that your value is basically how you think mm-hmm. why do you think oh can you let us in a little bit into your thought process as to how you were able to solve that problem and maybe other engineers were or how I, i'm just trying to think of because i know the story maybe you can um tell us the story again yeah. of in that moment why were you able to think differently or what was your thought process that led you to be able to solve that problem and save the government literally 3.2 million pounds every single year mm. and which year did that happen again 2008 2008 mm-hmm. so it's been it's been f- <laughs> my mask is going to film me it's been 14 years since then uh 15 is that right 15 so eight, 14 eight, 15 yeah you know you're going to test my math still so if we do the math there let's do it let's do a very quick math right? 13 years. 13 years. 13 years. So 13. Uh-huh. You've saved the. So since you've solved the problem, you've saved 41 million pounds. Yeah. 41.6 million pounds. Yeah. So that's. I just want to find out mm-hmm. what was your thought process during that time? Okay. So, you know, I, last week when I spoke about that, I, the first thing I touched on was your, your courage to stand up and say, mm-hmm. I'm going to solve this problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My thought process at the time was. I need to demonstrate that I'm not afraid. I need to demonstrate that there's a reason why I'm sat in this chair today. Mm. You remember I've already told you that I'd been used to people thinking that I wasn't going to get far. Yeah. So there was already that thinking in me that like, yeah, so I bet you're looking at me now saying I'm not going to do it, but Mm. I put my hands up. So I did not know how it was going to get done. I'm not going to stand here and deceive you guys. I was nervous. Mm. It was nerve-wracking to think that I'm going to stand in a meeting and declare that, yeah, I'll give it a go. Mm. So my first thinking in that time was I was nervous. Look, if if your dream does not scare you, it is not big enough. Mm. 
Okay. Also write that down, please. If your dream is not is not big enough, if if your dream doesn't scare you, it is not big enough. Okay. So one of the things that drives your value as well is the capacity for dreaming and for vision. And you know what what I'll tell you right now is people don't die just because the breath comes out of their mouth or stops coming out. You die because you lack something to live for. Do you hear that? Mm. You die because there is no vision. Mm. People die because of lack of vision. Mm. And death may not necessarily just mean ceasing of breath. Mm. Death could mean stopping and lack of progress mm. in what you've been called to mm. give. All right? So it, f- the first thing was like nerves. How am I going to do this? But you see that energy there. All I realized I had to do was I had to go and learn about the problem first. I had to go and consult with the people who've dealt with the problem mm. non-stop. There is no way you're going to solve a problem if you don't understand exactly how it works. Mm. So I would say, you know, the first route to solving a problem is actually getting an understanding of what it is exactly. Mm. Go and get the facts. List it all down, which was what I did. I listed all the facts down and I began to understand, okay, so mm. why is it that it is only in this region of the UK that this is happening? Then mm. that began to lead me to ask the right questions. Mm. So by the time you've understood enough problems, you know to ask the right questions. Mm. Look at your 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 innovators today. Mm. The Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the TikToks. Mm. These are people that just looked enough at a problem and have asked the right questions. Mm. Steve Jobs had to do the same. Mm. So I would say, first of all, my thinking process to answer your question was nerves mm. because of how big the task was. Mm. Then it drove me to go and ask the right questions mm. and it was from there I was able to prefer the right solution. Mm. All right? Your value is dependent on the solutions you provide. Mm. So if you can start to solve I, I would know if there was a Robert uh, mm. or Derek mm. or Mikwisa, right? Your value is not based on the fact that I'm in university. Mm. That's not your value. Your value now is whose problem are you solving today? Mm. If you can repeatedly do this thing, you're building your productivity at the same time. Mm. Remember what I said, productivity is the ability to replicate. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what I'll say for now. Mm. So what if I'm a young girl in um, Malawi mm-hmm. and maybe none of my family have gone to university? Maybe my parents are just, you know, they, they're traders and they sell in marketplaces and my dream is just to be a nurse so I can at least financially provide for them. That it doesn't seem like a big enough dream. Mm. So what then? How do I get out of that and dream big? Is there anything wrong with that, first of all, to just want to be okay and just get by? But then how do I how do I dream big? Because you said if your dream isn't if the dream doesn't scare you, it isn't big enough. Mm. How do I dream big? Because I can't even see myself mm. maybe being someone who then creates a tech business who be- that, that, that then becomes something that's a global solution. Okay. How do I get to that point? One of the key things is mentorship. Mm. You know, if I know I am here today because of my mentor who's actually opened my mind to mm. see bigger than what I ever could see. Mm. Many of you today, you now have access to a me, for example. Mm. You have access to a see me. Mm. You, you've got access to your student advisors. Mm. Those are people, leaders that would instill in you Things that are bigger than yourself for Mm. you to dream into. Mm. So I was given a certain type of vision to dream into. Mm. You know, it's very easy for you to to highlight the fact that you could be in a situation that where you just want to solve the problem of your mom and the money. Mm. I know that. 
We all have that daily struggle mm. where you want to just have the food of today. Mm. But the issue is, would you rather eat today and suffer the lack of achieving purpose at the end of today, mm. at the end of uh, your, your lifetime, mm. rather? Th those are kind of questions that leaders instill in you. Mm. Mentorship was what mm. changed it for me. Mm. The intro introduction of a vision mm. for me to dream into. Mm. So I I'll give you an example. I have said this on the podcast before, I think. Mm. Zuckerberg would have ended up being a man that would have had $1 billion only. Mm. Can you quickly just check how much he's yeah. worth today? And I want to highlight to you because Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg, the guy that invented Facebook, the reason why he is worth much more today was because of a mentor. Mm. Okay, thank, thank you for this. I love it. <laughs> so when he started with Facebook, his dream was limited to solving the problems of university students alone. Mm. That was how they started. Mm. Interconnectivity amongst university. Over time, he met a mentor. My, my mind skips who his mentor was now. Mm. But um, I think eventually I'll, I'll find it. Over time. Mm. His mentor was the one that told him and said, do not settle. One day somebody will come mm. and offer you $1 billion. Mm. Today, it might look like it's not a billion to you. Mm. It could be a nursing job. I am telling you, that nursing job is not your destination. It's a stepping stone. Yeah. So, like Mark Zuckerberg's mentor told him, when you're offered a nursing job, don't settle. Sean Parker, that might be right, actually. Can you do a, a quick Google? I'll yeah. see the photograph and I'll recognize who he is. Sean Parker, thank you very much for that. So, it is your mentor who then introduces you to a new level of fight, a new level of understanding that... This is beyond, this is beyond your, um, your, your own current level. Don't mm -hmm. settle. So here's what it is. Because he listened to his mentor, that advice alone is the reason why today Mark Zuckerberg is worth $131 billion. Mm. So I am saying to you now, if you're young and you're in Malawi and you've got a nursing job, make sure you keep dreaming. Mm. You keep listening to mentors who tell you, right, you're bigger than this. Mm. There is more to you than this nursing job. Mm. Life is happening right now, mm. but make your dream happen. Mm. You hear that? Mm. Life is happening today, but grow to a level. Increase your mindset to a level where you make your dreams happen. Mm. Let, 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 me, let me talk to that as well. You know, there are times when adversity drives you to a position where you feel like you're stuck mm. and i have to speak to that right now where you've and adversity can you find the word of adversity the meaning of adversity yeah. for me please and help me read that out so i speak to anyone who today finds themselves in that situation adversity has an interesting way of driving you to uh, mm. to an end in a way have you got the definition for me yes please, if you don't mind? it's a state or instance of serious or continued difficulty or okay. misfortune a state a state of continued difficulty yes so some of you might feel today that adversity mm. has driven you to that location and if you're listening but i know many of you do not have data to watch mm. live and you watch later but mm. please just listen to me Adversity should not dictate your value. Mm. Ad adversity should drive you to a state where you begin to dig for your value. Mm. You are not your circumstances. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I, I, I always use these examples to teach some people around me. I want to talk about four presidents in America. Mm. Abraham Lincoln, he was an illiterate. He could not read. This man thought he was a political man. He had a lot of pride in him. Please watch this. 
Abraham Lincoln, when he rose to a certain level and he lost, his pride was shattered. He was depressed. I don't know if you know, Abraham Lincoln was suicidal. He used to walk around at night with a gun into the bushes and eventually he was hoping to be bold enough to shoot himself. He was in a state of depression and he was out of the public eye for at least five years. He went into a place of quiet. Adversity drove him into a place of quiet where he had mm. to dig for his value. But you know one of the things that defined that period for him? The historians actually tell us that in that time, he spent it with an acute focus. They, they said wherever he went to, he had books on him. Mm. Because he knew that life happened, but he was determined enough to keep dreaming and living into his dream. Mm -hmm. And what he was doing in that time, he was learning about the law. He learned about um, philosophy. He learned about politics. He was expanding his mind. Remember what I told you? You are what you think. So the Abraham Lincoln before adversity was a man of pride, was a man who thought, because he, was, he knew how to make jokes of people, he used to make fun of people. What happened after the adversity was he was a humbled man. Mm. <laughs> he was driven to a point where he had to learn how to lead people. Mm. By the way, after about eight years or so in the quiet, the refined man, the refined mind mm. came out. That was the person that was able to become the president of the U.S. Because adversity drove him there. Mm. Uh, okay, if you think your adversity is not the fact that you, you are running for political office, there was a man. Theodore Roosevelt, the next president, he lost his mom and his wife within 12 hours. Mm. I know for some of you, unfortunately, you've experienced death. Mm. Dad may have died. Mom may have died. But you know what happened to Theodore? You see, that death drove him mad. He actually mentally lost it. Abraham Lincoln also went mad. Mm. You know when we say there's a crazy man? Mm. These guys were crazy. They lost their minds because of pain and adversity. Theodore Roosevelt, he went into hiding for two years. Mm. And in those two years, he was building his capacity, building his mind. Again, like Abraham, studying, mm. understanding that I am not limited by my situation today. Mm. So loss of family drove him to that quiet place. Nobody will know. That because he was in that quiet place and he was riding on horseback, they actually recorded that he'll be on horses for 12 hours in the deserts in America. For 12 hours riding on horses. Mm. Nobody would know that that was the preparation. He will be the only American president, sitting American president, that has led people to war. Mm. But you see, that period then, he would not have known that that was preparation for his presidency. Mm. So his ability to sit on a horse for 12 hours made him endure. So he could lead men to go and fight. Mm. But he also was changing his thinking by studying. So have you noticed the pattern? Adversity, mm. it could be your loss. Mm. It could be your pride. Mm. It could be mom and, or dad dying. Mm. It could be whatever. Mm. It drove these men to increase their value mm. by studying, get wisdom, get understanding. Mm. That is my charge to you today. Mm. And access to wisdom can be through books mm -hmm. and it can be through people. Mm. That's why you have access to your student advisor. So the Nakatech family has been strategic mm. by positioning you with people. Some of your, 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 your teachers, you don't know them, but they are leaders in business. Mm. I'll give you an example. One of your teachers for this year, he has developed an NFT 
Yeah. A non-fungible um, asset. Token. Token, thank you. And that is in the space of cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. He's developed his own NFT. Mm-hmm. But you see, if you're now in Malawi, if you're a, a Mekwisa or you're an Isaac, and you're saying to yourself, I want to I wanna do these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your lecturer has developed an NFT. So now his NFT is being used across the countries in India, in China, in the USA. Mm-hmm. You might think you're small in Malawi today, but you have access. And why? Because there is a man of value who solve certain problems. Mm. And if you can replicate yourself after that, you would also be able to be a person of value. Mm. Mm. So you are not the average Malawian or Zimbabwean or Moroccan because you have access. And you must back that up with your diligence to study and be a man of understanding or woman of understanding. Have I answered the question? You You answered it brilliantly. You really did. And I know that when I speak to some of the students, most times they do, they are facing adversity at the moment, um, at the current time. Mm. And it's always, um, you know, I always feel like it's easy for me to sit here and just tell you, oh, it's going to be fine. You'll be okay. But actually I can do that because someone else did that for me. You Mm. did that for me. Mm. And there were many times when in my life I thought, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do next. And you'll say, okay, dream bigger. Hmm. Go here, do this. And honestly, the Power Base Foundation, I'm just going to draw in a little bit on my story here, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. The Power Base Foundation and the Nakatech Academy is a direct result of that because I just always thought, so I um, studied law and I thought I'm going to just become a corporate lawyer and I'll just be sitting in an office drafting documents and maybe sometimes I'll get to travel. And, you know, that for me, that was dreaming big. And I thought maybe if I work really hard, if I'm productive, (laughs) if I spend 16 hours in the office, I'll become um, a partner one day Mm. and I was um, because of mentorship by Pastor Dami Mm. I was able to bypass so many years and actually get to producing value which is giving to other people and being useful to other people which is what my which is really what was in my heart but I thought okay I can't do that now I'll need 50 years so because of mentorship I bypassed 50 years and then today we have this foundation where we are directly helping you guys and we've impacted way over um, 215 lives Mm. in just under a year Mm. so it's incredible what mentorship can do for you and i don't want you to um you know to just skimp over that if you are feeling like i don't know what i want to do or maybe i can't dream big enough or if you feel like you guys don't understand me because maybe you're a bit more privileged than i am trust me all you need is mentorship Mm. i would rather have a mentor who had more than me than someone who was on the same level of, as me, is that, if that made sense. Yeah. Because that's how they'll get me to dream bigger and do more. Because, I mean, imagine if <laughs> a 12-year an engineer that has had a 12-year career mm-hmm. that saved the UK way over £40 million pounds, mm-hmm. is the one that's actually speaking to you and giving you ideas and making your dreams bigger. Absolutely. It's, yeah, Absolutely. so... And, you know, and, and people, people will follow you because of that value that you now create mm. and i have to say this right so what you've drawn out uh, in my industry the, mm. the emails i've been getting the mm. phone call you you heard one of the phone calls I yeah. had yesterday. <laughs> the phone calls i've been getting people who have been reaching out to me is because my value still speaks mm. even though i have left my value is still speaking mm. in that industry and that's what i want you each of you to do today you you are now in a position where you're influencing and impacting lives mm. And that value there, you cannot quantify. Mm. You can't compare that with a law career. Mm. 
It doesn't mm. compare. Mm. You just built yourself and your own little pocket, mm. but now you're impacting more life. So yeah, just to buttress what you're saying, really. Yeah. So mm. this has been. I've really enjoyed the session, and I wanted to see if you guys had any more questions because indirectly, you've actually answered a lot of my questions. One of my questions was, um, "Is value always monetary?" Mm-hmm. And I love that right from the beginning. You <laughs> you answer that question by saying it's not really about money or profit. Mm-hmm. It's to do. It's to do with your. Um, is to do with you wanting to actually give. Mm-hmm. So it's to do with your your mindset and the impact that you want to have. So I wrote down in my notes as well, impact is actually greater than profit. Yes, which impact is, is greater than profit, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, look, look at it like this, right? Um, when, when you, why, why is it that Bill Gates, after all the money he's made, mm. why has it gone to foundation work? Mm. That's what I said to you. Mm. You wanted to go build a 40-year career in law. Mm. And I told you, you can bypass all this process. Mm. Bill Gates, upon all the work, he's now saying, I want to cure malaria. Mm. Impact. He's forgot, for, he's left go, let go of profit. Mm. Jeff Bezos of Amazon, he's quit. Mm. He's left profit. So it, the, the world is showing you signs mm. that it's beyond money. By the way, the, the issue of money, right? You will get paid. Mm. When you become a person of value, mm. you will get paid. Money is a byproduct of the value that you prefer. It's just that simple. Mm. What what convinces people to let go of their money to give to you mm. is the value you can provide. Mm. The reason why um, a lot of those billionaires have money today is because they've solved everybody's problem that easily. The world says, ah, I want to give you my money mm. every month. The, the Vodafone people or Econet or MTN, whatever your, your phone provider is, somebody woke up one day and said, I want to be the provider of mobile telecommunications to mm. my country. Because of that problem solved, today we easily pay him every month. Mm. So that's the mindset I want you to have. Mm. You're, you will get paid mm. inevitably. I'm not here saying money is not important. Mm. I'm just saying money is a byproduct of who you've become. Mm. It's just that simple. Mm. And I said, and I think I remember saying, you, it's not the man that gets paid, it's the mind, the mind. in the man yes. that gets paid. Because of that gate man and CEO situation, mm. right? Mm. I love that. So focus on being a person of impact first and building your mind. And it's funny because as you were speaking, it kind of highlighted the fact that it's actually adversity that can drive you to developing your mind almost forcefully because you have nothing else. (laughs) Because you have nothing else to do but build your mind. So I've been told we have one question um, already. I can't see any hands up. So we have a question. I'm not sure who this is from, mm. but it says, how do you manage to push through your barriers and limitations and insecurity? Oh, from Kondwani. Mm. Hi, Kondwani. So how do you manage to push through your barriers and limitations and insecurity? Mm. That, that's a very good question, Kondwani. Thank you for asking. You know, what I found is that I got to a level of thinking that it was, me- it was a mentor that helped me push through. Mm. Uh, that's just a simple answer I can give you Kondwani today mm. you don't know what you can do because you've not been pushed there yet mm. and what I found that my mentor did for me was to push me beyond my mindset mm. <laughs> to push me beyond what I thought so when you look at barriers limitations and insecurity if I start with the barrier mm. I would say the barriers in your mind your mentors help you pull that down mm. They then show you that what used to look like a limitation is not. Mm. Because there are other people. I always tell them, 
you know, we, 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 when, you, when you look at um, uh, a person that's an employee, mm. an employee doesn't really look beyond just their salary every month. Mm. That's all. But when you're forced into a situation where you have to feed 5,000 people, let's say, that problem, mm. that problem right there will make you think outside of the box. But what my mentor did for me was he pushed me into a situation where mm. I had to lead. Mm. I had to find a way to feed people. Mm. And that drove me to a point where I realized I have to generate here. So I realized that when they helped me pull down the barrier in my thinking, I'm not just a man for myself mm. to make a living. I'm a man to make an impact. Mm. That removed the barrier. Then I realized, okay, you're being given a task. Lead these people. Mm. That made me overcome certain limitations mm. that I thought I had. And, of in, uh, you know, unfortunately or, you know, uh, yeah, unfortunately is probably the better word. We all have limitations and insecurities, right? Mm. But you see that insecurity? I'll tell you right now, the best way to deal with it is to just face it head on. Mm. Many of you think that you don't know how to speak yet. Watch, part of the curriculum will be to get you to talk in public mm-hmm. places. One of the greatest fears in human beings is the fear of public speaking. Mm-hmm. Do you know how I got to this point? Because I was thrust into mm. speaking in public. Mm. You might think I speak well today. I don't speak well today because I wanted to speak well. Mm. I speak well today because my mentor pushed me mm. to speak in yeah. public. Some of you don't know this. When I first started public speaking, I used to hold a, a, a ball in my hand. It's like a uh, stress ball. I used to press it all the time to help me because I was nervous of being on stage. Mm. So what I found there was that I would never have put myself in that le- level of discomfort if not that my mentor pushed mm. me. So the Nakitech Academy, your, your student advisors, they're not there to pamper you all the time. Mm. They're there to also push you past your barriers and limitations. Mm. So you have to face mm. your insecurity. Mm. By the time you do that, you realize that it was just a smokescreen mm. and there's more to you. Mm. I have a personal example of that, actually. Okay, speak up. Um, so as you all know, I manage a foundation and lately Pastor Dami has been getting me more involved in the management of some of the other in-house businesses and mm-hmm. also just the activities of the um, organization in general. So I reached a point where I just thought that this is almost impossible. So he'll ask me, you know, I've been working all day, maybe running around doing different things, different errands. And he'll ask me, what's the figure for this business? What's the figure for that business? And it got to a point where I actually said, how am I supposed to know all of these things? I'm only like I'm human and there's no way I'm able to manage all of these things at once and still function in all my other roles and Mm. with all my other responsibilities. So I asked him a question and I said, I've reached a point where (laughs) I don't, (laughs) I'm laughing because his response was quite funny. And I said, I'm finding it hard to manage everything. How do I manage everything? And I looked at him and I thought he was going to look at me and give me some advice and maybe say, okay, this is how you become more productive or maybe try this method of working. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me dead in the eye and he said, just grow. (laughs) (laughs) And I was so confused and he said, literally just grow. And for me, that was that was a perfect answer because in my mind, all I saw was limitations. And for you, you didn't even see that as limitations because you expected that I was able to do all of these things anyway. So sometimes all you just need is another voice, yes. someone else that can see more and push you to do more. So for myself, I thought this is actually impossible. And yeah, a push. It was literally just a push. I mean, and for... there, right? <laughs> so when you go to the gym... Mm. There's someone that's called a spotter, right? Mm. In your gym, when you're anybody who gyms here, you, there are certain weights that you want to carry, and you think you've reached the end of yourself. Mm. Okay, let me let me first go a step back. Mm. 
if you go to the gym by yourself, you know, everybody knows it. You don't push yourself to the limit. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that right? You, when you get to a certain number, you're like, oh, I've had enough now. You know? But when you've got somebody else there mm. or a trainer, they're the ones telling you, you can do more than this. Mm-hmm. And, and so when you have the person that's there behind you saying, okay, I'll help you push a little bit more. Mm. Then you realize that, oh, I can actually push more weight than I thought. Mm. I remember when I used to gym, I know maybe I don't look like it anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> I used to like push the, 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 the bar. And I remember my cousin at the time, he would come and he would help me. He would just put his hand a little bit. Mm. He would say, push, push. And that was what helped me grow in my weight. Mm. Again, your strength was built with the presence of resistance. Mm. And that's what happens in life as well. Mm. You know, so that's why I just said to you, just grow. Because mm. it's resistance. Mm. Yeah. And we have another question from, I can see Isaac, your hands are up and I can also see your question, Brian. So we'll go to Isaac first and then after we'll go to Brian. Yes, Isaac. Okay, thanks. Afternoon, I don't know if it's afternoon, that's like, yeah. Yeah. So my question is based on, okay, let's say value and productivity. You're talking about two things here. And looking at how many students we have in here, and me personally as a, as a student, as a young engineer, but yeah, I still pursuing like my, my, I can say like my productivity, how can I participate, like grow my productivity as an engineer? I'm still trying to master that. So that's my productivity. That's how I'll participate to making my country grow and everything. But mm. I'm also working on my value. So. Like sometimes it can get too much where you you can't find the balance between value and productivity. Where you want to focus on the books you are studying so that you become a better engineer at the end of the day. But you also want to become a better person because you know when you become a better person that's when you can contribute to the overall. But how how is it important for you to develop your productivity to a certain level where even your productivity will speak for your value where mm. people can say, okay, this person, we can see what he does and this and this, mm. but here, here is his value, but his value isn't really that because his communication skills are down, down, down. Because we have seen people who are like really good. I can, sorry, I'll give examples of pastors. Right? So mm. they'll, they'll push you, they'll tell you things, they'll, they'll hide for you. Mm. But you see people who are talking things, they can't really do. Mm. You see, I can give examples of people who say things which they can't apply in their own lives and stuff like mm. that. So, as a young person, how do I get to a level? Wow. Mm. Where I can say something, I know I can do this because I've learned about this and I can really apply it in this way and this way. Okay. Wow. Wow. Isaac, I, I love that question. You broke up a little bit towards the end, but I think yeah. I got the gist of everything. It's very powerful. You know, I, when I reflect back to my university days, and because you mentioned pastor, I'll, I'll just, I'll use my example, right? Mm. <laughs> One of the things that the Bible tells you is if you find a man who's been faithful in unrighteous mammon, he'll be trusted with true riches. Mm. So my question, or the question that nature, life asks of you, is what have you done with the little you've been given? Mm. If I tell you my story, I never used to go clubbing and partying as much as the rest of the students used to. Mm-hmm. I used to be in the library till 1, 2 a.m. 
I will be the one to graft. I forgot my 18th birthday. <laughs> it was my phone alarm. No, no, I'm trying to tell you. So when I speak about value, you need to understand that there is a level of grit. Mm. You know, if you're not diligent in your work, you will never be able to sustain mm. whatever you're given. Mm. If you don't build a certain level of grit and rigor, mm. excellence to what you do, you will never sustain what you're given. Mm. So I have proven that I can apply my mind and sit down for 12 straight hours looking yeah. at something in, in order to solve a problem. I've proven that I, I was able to deny myself. You see, when, when we talk about mastery, by the way, Isaac, there are two layers to mastery. There's mastery of self, mm. then there is mastery with respect to others. Yeah. Mastery of self starts by what you deny yourself. Mm. Your, your discipline. Mm. I use the word discipline. Discipline, in another word, is denial of self. Mm. By the time you've grown in your discipline and your denial of yourself, mm. people would inevitably be drawn to it. Okay, you all love football. Many of you love football, right? Mm. You love sports. What draws you to a sports person is their discipline. You find in a football stadium many overweight drinkers, people who are big, sorry to use this, but big, <laughs> fat. They drink alcohol, but you're cheering, you're shouting for a man who does not drink like you. Mm. You're shouting, you're cheering for a man who does not eat like you. So what you find is that discipline inevitably attracts a crowd. When you've grown in your place of isolation as a man, you are seeing the fruit of a man that studied night after night, burning the midnight oil. Most of the time I sleep no less than, no earlier than 4 a.m. You think I just speak like this? That's because I am burning in the, I'm burning the, the value in, the, in, the, in a state I'm burning that candle, that midnight oil mm. with discipline. Discipline attracts the crowd. So when you look at a Usain Bolt mm. or Usain Bolt will be away from his family for eight to nine months in a year building his discipline. So you, you, people can talk again. But that's what I meant earlier, Isaac, by, by your value must always speak. Mm. Look, so you know, they are talkers. They are smooth talkers. Mm. It only takes a matter of time. It's time. Time will reveal. Time will reveal who you truly are. Mm. Whereas when you see a man of discipline that's lived a disciplined life, he doesn't have to say much. Mm. People will just come and watch him. Mm. You watch boxers today because they've stayed in their place of discipline. So two layers of mastery. Level one, what have you learned to say no to? Do you know how to deny your pleasures of today because of the future purpose? Mm. If you cannot deny pleasure today as a student, mm. you will not get your purpose. I repeat that. If you cannot deny your pleasures of today, you will not be able to mm. hold on to the future purpose. Mm. So I have to learn how to say no. You have to learn how to say no, Isaac, to certain things that would entice you now. Mm. That is the first thing. You see, productivity is a matter of practice. Mm. Because I was learning how to be studious mm. and put a lot of time in, mm. it meant that I, I was showing an example of sticking to solving a problem. Mm. I was faithful in unrighteous mammon. You know, I started with that. Mm. That's the first thing. The second thing, I I had some people that was advising me at the time to say, don't just be 
about the books. Learn how to volunteer in your university society groups. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to teach you now. I want to give you something that helped me that I think will mm-hmm. help you. Understand how to mix with the university society groups. If you've got um, maybe your, um, I don't know what kind of society groups you have in, in maybe Malawi or Zambia or Nigeria now, but if I use the ones we had here, you know, I remember at the time we actually had ones that were looking at innovation and there was like a business society mm. group. So in some places you have African Caribbean, Afro Caribbean society mm. groups, but you, you could have different ones. Go and um, volunteer for these things. Do you know what it's teaching you? It's teaching you how to balance study and dealing with people. Mm. By the time you practiced, being productive in those things over time, you would show that you deserve to be, when you maybe you go and end up being a, an employee, you'll be proven to be the employee that they want to trust mm. with running certain things. By the way, um, when I was a graduate, I was learning how to teach women to join engineering. Mm. All right? You would ask me, what was that about? Why? Well, if you've practiced how to convince people to do the one thing that they're not really sold on doing. Mm. You are training yourself. That skill you can't buy. Mm. So my productivity has been built up because of repetition. Mm. Okay? So I hope you've heard the answers, even though I've weaved a little bit of stories around that too. I hope it's helped you, Isaac. You can let me know in the chat. If it's not, then I'll, I could re-emphasize it. Thank you for that. We have um, three other questions. I'm going to go to Brian's first in the comments. And it says, value really has a good story to tell. But my question is, how do you get to make your value constant, considering the fact that on the way, depression, stress, etc., sets in due to different circumstances of life? And I think you kind of touched upon that with adversities, what drives you to that place where you can actually build your mind. And you touched on the different presidents that it was adversity and difficulty that actually shaped them. Um, and birthed them to become the presidents of the nation. It was in that time that I think it was Lincoln mm-hmm. was then riding horses and he was one of the first presidents who mm-hmm. led people into war. So in that in that space of adversity will drive into a place where you can actually build your mind. And I think you said read more, yes. think more, mm-hmm. like dream more, dream bigger. Mm-hmm. And of course, also you spoke about the importance of mentorship yes. in that um, area, making sure that you're in connection with someone who can help you drink, dream bigger than your circumstances. Circumstances. Correct. I don't know if I covered that properly. I think you covered it very well. <laughs> I think I did. Yes. <laughs> um, and we have two more questions. Let's go to, I saw Ayomide's hand first. So let's go to Ayomide. Okay, thank you so much. Good morning, Pastor Dami. Good morning. Um, I'm from Nigeria. Um, I, you spoke about mentors earlier on. And uh, I would just like you to ex- talk more on how do we strike a balance between spiritual mentors and um, take, for instance, you have mentors in the tech world? Mm. Because I, I'm a software developer, and although I'm new to this platform, so I don't know how, how the discussion has gone so far, and I don't really know much about the academic as mm. much as I need to. I just want to know how to strike the balance between spiritual mentors and take, for instance, you have a tech mentor, because these days, you find that you have something in your mind that you really want to solve and it's kind of difficult for your spiritual mentor to understand. Mm. I'm talking from the tech world aspect now. Okay, maybe I have a, a project that I feel and okay, I need a spiritual guidance, I need a spiritual mentor to talk to about this. 
but it's not really i'm not really getting what i want to hear from them or and the, how do you balance having a spiritual mentor and a tech mentor and then how does the naka tech academy helps in this kind of situation or what what can they do to help in this kind of situation thank you that's just my question wow very good question Ayamide. and I would just say the answer to that is the Nakatech Academy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the answer to your question is the Nakatech Academy. And one thing we have to break down is if I if I talk to you a little bit about my call, I I'm I'm as I said to you, I'm not always polite, so I've got to be mm. brutally honest with all of you. Mm. I am always pissed off at the fact that you have spiritual life separate mm. and then there is other life there mm. what the hell does that mean mm. that is that's a nonsense and i've i've been angry about that situation some of you don't know my my journey i'll tell you right now there was a period in my life for about at least five years where i did not really believe a god mm. i was i was agnostic the word is agnostic where i did not care because you i'm looking at a pastor that's telling me be a good boy or you know you've got to you've got to believe in god but i asked you simple questions simple scientific questions he could not answer my questions mm. so i walked away from church i'm telling you now mm. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a pastor today but i walked away from church because mm. they could not answer my basic questions mm. how do you explain the seven days of creation mm. nobody could answer me mm. how could you explain the fact that they're telling me that the world is 5 billion years old, but the people in church are saying it's 5,000 years old. Mm. How? No one could answer these questions for me. And I tell you right now, I was blessed and fortunate that I met a man who was in the U this UK. He's a chartered physicist, mm. a chartered engineer, and a believer. And I was able to ask him these questions mm. and he helped me see answers in the Bible. So Ayo, I have been where you're at right now, mm. where I lost respect for pastors and church. Mm. I lost respect for church. So the reason why I said Nakatech Academy is the answer to your question is because I am a pastor. Mm. But hey, what happened to the kingdom of God shall be established on earth? Mm -hmm. When you read the Bible, it's, it talks about kingdom. Jesus did not come to preach about himself. He preached about something called kingdom. Mm -hmm. Kingdom is a mindset, a way of doing things. And by the way, if you're a Muslim on this forum, please don't be put off. I get you. We can chat. Mm -hmm. I'm only answering a direct question from a guy who's a Christian. If you're a Muslim and you're listening to this podcast and you've got questions for me, ask me. I'm happy to talk to you about Muhammad. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to talk to you about <laughs> Jesus inside the Quran as well. I'm happy to discuss this. I'm, I feel no way. If you're an atheist, I'm also happy. I've been there. I have many atheist friends. By the way, many of them we've had discussions with and things have changed. But let's see. Let's talk. So, Ayo, I have been where you're at. I lost respect. The reason why I said the Nakatech is the answer to your question is, here it is now. One day I began to sit and I was thinking, hold on, Lord. All these pastors talk about church. You collect, you want to collect money from me, but you don't teach me how to go make money. Mm. That was where it started from. Mm. And I began to ask, why, where is the church in tech? Mm. So this was me. Where is the church in tech? And because there was no answer, that was what drove me. And I was like, you know what? Forget this. 
if we're not going to educate the young in the area of technology, mm. teaching kingdom mindset, then what's the point? Mm. So, Ayo, the balance is, you're looking at it. You're looking at me. I'm an example. Yeah? And you've got access to me now. The way the Nakatech is set up is that there are three courses. Each course is taught by a teacher. So you've got software engineering, digital marketing, and you've got cybersecurity. Every student is paired to a student advisor who is, serves as a mentor. These are not people that Bible bash you. <laughs> Forget it. These are people who have understood kingdom taught principles and how they apply to real life. You know, I know because I was a Christian. You know, when people talk about anointing, anointing. Anointing is not, is not talking about your church. When you go and read properly, the anointing came on Jesus. Do you know what that anointing drove him to go and do? Make social impact. So, back to your question, right? <laughs> Each of those students have a student advisor. And these are people who are leaders in business. One of the, 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 the you've got some of the students who are, on this call today some of your student advisors like i said to you they have set up nfts in cryptocurrency mm. set up their own tokens mm. one of the student advisors in, the, in this forum in the nakatech academy io has set up his own token mm. in the crypto space uh, what what um is it is it ethereum that it deals with or no polka dot yeah if you don't know polka dot you wouldn't understand what i'm saying but polka dot is one of the cryptocurrencies so from the nakatech academy we are setting up tokens in polka dot mm-hmm. yeah so you've got the blend here. In your situation, I would just say, to answer your question, you've come across me now. Mm. And I'm bold enough to tell you you've met me. Mm. <laughs> but I know exactly where you're coming from because I've been there myself. I really hope, I've, I, really hope I have answered Ayo's questions mm. and you know where I'm at. Mm. That's a, that's a really deep question, actually, because I think a lot of young people can relate to that. And mm-hmm. for myself as well, I also left the church mm-hmm. because I was I remember back then I'll be studying for my exams and I thought I want to be a corporate lawyer. I have things to do. And the church just didn't have anything to offer me in terms of my career or building my career. So I would disappear from the church for a while and I would just think the people that were there weren't serious because they just want to meet every single Sunday, but nothing else is happening. It wasn't until I really met yourself and you know was under your mentorship that I realized actually the church is supposed to be for the world. We're supposed to be people that have impact on other people. And I think there definitely can be a merging of the two. So even you yourself, Ayo, you can get to a point where you can also become that for someone mm-hmm. you can become the leader who is a blend of the spiritual and also a master in tech mm-hmm. that can also then inspire another tech generation and i think that's what that's what the end goal should always be yes really you, you, absolutely right and oh i, I don't get me excited now because I keep talking <laughs> but i'll just let others ask questions but yeah you know i you've, you'll be able to have access to my number you can ask me questions i have been where you've been i, I i'm actually happy that you've not become an atheist yet i nearly became one mm. I, I was pretty much an atheist because people could not answer my questions. Mm. I had basic questions like, explain Noah's up. Explain the seven days of creation. You guys mm. are talking about creation. How the hell does that happen? Mm. And they said there's a big bang. Explain that to me. Did Jesus really die? I had these questions. Mm. 
and I've got the answers now. Mm. But um, I see he wants yeah. to ask about how to join how the NACA. You can Academy. talk about that. Yeah, so um, we have a group chat and we also have a registration link. Um, someone will post the registration link for you in the chat so that you can go on there. Once you, once you register, we'll go through a process where we'll just speak with you, find out a bit more about yourself and then enroll you onto the course. So we start teaching in, on the 27th of September and you'll get to choose between three different courses. We have our cybersecurity course, digital marketing and software engineering. And like Pastor Dami mentioned, all of these courses are taught by people who have actually created things yeah. in that field. So all of them are really experienced. They are they have teams, global teams working with them. Mm -hmm. So it'll be a really great opportunity for you to learn. And we also have our pastoral care system mm -hmm. where you'll be um, connected with a student advisor who will be like a mentor for you just to guide you through the whole process. Make sure that, you know, you have the right mindset, your problems are being solved. And it's it, it becomes like a family, really. Yes. It really does become like a family. So someone will post the link in here for you so you can join. But really lovely to hear from you, Ayomide. And I'm really looking forward to having you join the Nakatech Academy. Okay. Um, so we'll move on to another question. Brave. I can see Brave. Yes, yeah. your hands are up. Yes, Brave. Yes, brave. Can have someone who is really skilled, like the person is very talented, and the person has really invested much time in uh, trying to master himself and also in relation to other people. But uh, you discover that this person maybe has no like uh, has no chance, so maybe he has no platform like where he can uh, actually expose his talent. So how best can you help such a kind of a person, like uh, to come out in food? Very good question, Brave. So the network broke a little bit, but I understood the gist of it, which if I understood correctly, it's a matter of you could have somebody who has been trained, they've got mastery, they've got the technical skill, but then there isn't the platform mm. to enable them to express. Mm. And I'll just say again, the NACA Tech Academy is the solution. Mm. So mm -hmm. I will just give you examples so that I don't talk theory now. Because I'm like, Ayo, mm -hmm. I, please don't talk to me about <laughs> reading the Bible verses if you're not mm -hmm. helping me to solve problems. Number one, the Nakatech Academy is to provide a platform where you can have students. Today, we've got people from Malawi, from Zimbabwe, from Zambia, Zambia Nigeria, from Nigeria, Morocco. Morocco. We've got the Nakatech Academy is full of people from over 13 countries and we're growing. We just started, guys. Mm. <laughs> and it's, it's building like wildfire. The purpose is to provide a platform where you can have interconnectivity amongst students, number one. Number two, to elevate the students to a certain level, a gold standard, a NACATEC level, a standard where you are both a competent person in your area of endeavor mm -hmm. and you are a master of it too. The third thing is that we would then graduate you into problem solvers. Mm -hmm. One of your students... We, uh, two of them actually we placed them last year is that right two yes, of them right two of them we placed two of them one of them was to started working with a team in pakistan yes and then the other one the young lady precious she was working with the ceo of capture 
and they were helping to monitor the CO2 emissions of companies around the world. Mm. And from the Nakatech Academy, two students were writing code and algorithms helping to scan and monitor CO2 emissions of company. Mm. CO2 is carbon monoxide, right? Mm. Carbon dioxide, if you're latest gen. Mm-hmm. Uh, old, old people like myself, there's carbon monoxide when I was in school. Uh, was carbon dioxide, right? So what you find is that we're not just talking the talk. We are training you, equipping you, and then placing you in positions where you can offer value and get paid for it. Mm. And there are platforms. So now we've got Young Toby, we've got Young Pressures, two people who've worked for these companies mm. who now have direct one-on-one relationships with the mm. CEO. Mm. That's a platform. Mm. One of your teachers, he has set up a business, by the way. He set up two businesses, I should say. Within the last three years, one of, no, no, more, within the last five or so years, one of them ended up turning over a couple multi-million pounds in the first year, mm. multi-million pounds. He developed a, a system, an IT system, that was able to gather data, right? And then he was pairing patients in London with doctors in Romania. Mm. And because he created that problem and he solved it, he bypassed the, if you if you live in the UK, you'll know what I'm talking about, mm. the NHS system, mm. and solved this problem by creating an innovative company. Many of the students in the Nakatech Academy today mm. have done placements with him. I also mentioned your your software engineering teacher Mm -hmm. who's developed his own token in the cryptocurrency space. That is also another example. By the time you've been trained, some of you may want to go and work in in employment. We would have the companies lined up for you. We know know people in different businesses. We're talking about multi-million pound businesses, global businesses. I don't want to name drop them Mm -hmm. for the sake of it. But, you know, if you want Amazon, we've got access to Amazon. Mm -hmm. You know, And, and I'll just leave it at that. If you want access to Microsoft, we've got access to Microsoft. If you want to be an employee, we can put you there. If you want to be an entrepreneur, we've also, our teachers have done the talking. Mm. They've walked the walk. So, Nakatech is the answer to your question. Mm. I hope that's helped, Brave. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Nakatech is the answer. And I can see, oh, LNS. LNS, I'm actually LNS's student advisor. I yeah. am partial to my students. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Hi, Elu. Fine, thank you. How are you? Lovely to see you on this morning. And what was your question for us today? Okay, uh, my question is, what if you don't understand your purpose? You once talked about, you say that you have to know your purpose so that you add value in whatever you're doing to become productive. So what if you don't understand your purpose? Like, I'm a medical student, but I'm in tech. I'm in tech because I was introduced to it and I want to explore. But I really don't understand where I'm going. Like, I don't understand. I really don't understand and I have a lot, a lot, like, to manage. Yeah, I I hope you get my question. I get it 100%. You see, the issue of purpose is a very deep question, Elinus. And one thing I have found, I wish life was easy where when I was born, I just picked up a book and I, th- and I read, oh, dammy. Oh, dammy, this is what you're going to do. Mm. <laughs> you're going to do X, Y, Z, A, B, C. Mm. But do you know what I found in my small journey, Elunas? Mm. Is that when you are surrounded with the right people who motivate you, 
number one. Mm. Number two, when your eyes are open to the problems around you, mm. somehow those two things will be key navigators on your journey called purpose. Mm. Many people, Eleanor, when you study in books, when you study even um, in my life, for example, and, and when I look at my mentor, somehow the answer of, uh, of the question of what's my purpose was hidden inside of the problems that surrounded them. Mm. Mm. You may not be aware of that problem today yet, mm. but it surrounds you. And the question of your purpose is hidden inside of it. I will say the two key things that enable it is being around people who push you, speak courage into you, who keep motivating you. Mm. The second key thing is have your awareness open. Many of the people that you would look at today and say, oh, wow, they look like men or women of purpose. Mm. They did not arrive in life thinking that's what they would do. It was just a burning question in their heart mm. and being in touch with that problem around them that helped them get there. Mm. I did not ever believe I would be a pastor. It was never on my cards. Remember, <laughs> I walked away from church because I didn't believe what the hell these pastors were saying. Mm. And I, I don't mean to disrespect anybody. Mm. It's just, it didn't answer my questions. Mm. But look at how life has turned out. Isn't mm. it funny that the man who ends up questioning ends up finding the answers and coming back. Mm. And now he's leading people. Mm. So life is very interesting, I would mm. say, Elunes. Um, because you're in the Nakatech family and you've got somebody like Simi who I can vouch for, a Simi who has shown that she can live a selfless life, mm. let go of her own ambitions to be a person to add value to you. Because you've got access to someone like her and this family, you, I think the question to number one has been answered. You are in an ecosystem that would help you thrive. Mm. The second thing is, as time goes, you become more aware of certain problems around you and your heart will just burn for a problem. And someone in this ecosystem will help you solve that problem. I think that's the best way to do it. Mm. Don't be agitated by the fact that you don't know. All of us don't know. We just end up discovering. Mm. And that would be probably my best way of answering it. If not, I can begin to talk too deep. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great answer. Thank you. Thank you, Elu. I can see Isaac. You're back again with another question. I love Isaac. I love Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep going, buddy. Yeah. Um, yes, Isaac? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I just have a lot of questions today. Yeah. So another question that I had is, okay, for both of you in yeah, so this question goes out to you guys. So, in terms of Nagatech, so here you're dealing with so many different students from different countries, some from the same countries, but different communities. And of course, you're dealing with students who are interested in tech, and of course, are seeing the problems which they are facing in their communities and countries all over the world. So here you have a lot of young minds which have ideas or solutions to problems they are facing in their countries, and they, they don't necessarily have the resources to solve those problems or know how to go about to solve those problems. But as an architect family, how will you keep those dreams alive? Or how will you help those young students who have solutions to take problems, may I say, in Africa? How will you keep those minds alive? And how will you protect their ideas as an architect? Or how 
Very good question. Mm. If you don't mind if I jump at this one. Um, number one is your idea will be protected. Mm. We, we have measures in place. And Simi will talk about this eventually you know, as the terms go on. Mm. We have measures in place where whatever idea you bring forward will be protected by a clause mm. that says it was Isaac Zulu mm. from maybe Zambia. I'm not sure what country you're from. right? So. And there'll be an agreement to say this was his idea. Mm. Here's another thing, right? Because you will grow to become a family, mm. it will grow beyond this is just my idea. Mm-hmm. Because the family will come together and help to solve that problem. Mm-hmm. So how do we solve that problem? I'll jump to the next phase. Mm. I know people that have money. I know, peop- I, I know people who've got access to funding houses, mm. hedge funds. Mm. If I don't know directly, I know someone that knows someone. <laughs> and I've said to you, if, if, if I can already talk within the Nakatech Academy family, within the Nakatech ecosystem, if I can already talk about people who've built businesses mm. and raised finance, then you already know that within you, within a, a text message, there is somebody that will know someone that can get the finances. <laughs> mm. Because I know that's what you meant, the resources. Mm. So we would have the resources to solve the problem. Mm. I would dare you, Isaac, bring an idea to the, to the table. Yeah. If you think it's a multi-million dollar idea, I'm telling you we would have the solution to that problem. I don't need to know how. I don't. I just believe that with the minds we've got here, with the, with the proof that we've seen over the years, we've got what it takes. It's just that simple. So the ecosystem's here. Your ideas are protected to you. There is access to people that have walked the walk in the Nakatech family. If we get to a point where we don't know, we know someone that knows. Mm. It's just that simple. Mm. So within reach, for me, there are people that I know who, if they're not leaders in government, they're the ones that run political Mm. arrangements in government. Mm. Within reach, if, if it's not people that do that, it's people who've done their own cryptocurrency. Mm. If it is not that, it is access to people who have run insurance companies, mm. who are multi-billion pounds. So, so and these are one point of contact. Mm. Yeah. So I, I want to put your mind at ease to know that I'm not just sat here. Where I'm, what I'm dreaming of, and the dream we have, Isaac, is that I know Jack Dorsey has resigned and gone to go and live in Africa. Mm. I know that. I appreciate that. That's fine. But... A Nakatech is rising. And it is from here that we would have the hotbed of all mm. the innovations for Africa. Absolutely. Look, Nakatech has already said, we've already got someone that set up their own token. Mm. Do you know this? I don't know if you know this. In Nigeria, Nigeria is the second largest crypt, um, market for Bitcoin, I believe. Yes. That's crazy. You had an American that resigned. His business was going down mm. in the US. He went to go and live in America. Within one year, he started making $60 million. Mm-hmm. This was a man that had his last $2 million in America. Mm-hmm. In one year, he made 60 There's potential here. Mm-hmm. So there is the, there's the ecosystem. There's a process to protect you. There is access to resources. If we don't know, we'll know who knows. Mm-hmm. That I can assure you of. Mm-hmm. 
And just to even add on that as well, Nakatech is supposed to be more than just a school. Mm. So the long-term vision is that we become like an incubator and an accelerator, just like um, Pastor Dami has rightly said. Yeah. And you bring your ideas and we basically make them happen also with you um, being protected in mind as well. Um, so that's, that is the vision. And like he's challenged you to do, Isaac, bring a, bring a um, solution, bring an idea and see what we can do with that. And um, I can see that we have one more question from one of the students. This was sent in anonymously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it says, what does replicating look like for someone who is just a student with ideas? I would say you would need a bit of time. Mm. That's the truth. When I was, when I reflect back as a student, I wasn't afforded that opportunity to replicate necessarily. Mm. However, because you're now being trained like, if I had what I'm getting today, mm. if I was an Isaac and I'm listening to a dummy, straight away, I'll be speaking to my other friends around me saying, guys, we mm. cannot sit here and let life happen to mm. us to try and make a living. Let's go make an impact. I'll begin to talk to my friends and slowly but surely you can have an impact. If it doesn't start at your friend level, it will start with your siblings mm. or those who are younger than you. And you begin to have that sort of influence. And I believe replicating is just the ability to communicate a message from one body to another. Mm. So the moment, if I'm a, if I'm a Kondwani, and I've heard Dami today, mm. and I feel the fire within me, I will mm. go and look for my younger sister or brother. Mm. and say, I don't want our situation to be like this. Mm. From there, that is replication. Mm. And once you can practice replication in the supposing looking small, mm. it will grow larger mm. over time. I hope I've answered that question for the anonymous Yes, Oscar. you have. I'm, <laughs> I wonder who sent that in. Um, but thank you. So I can see that there are no more questions. We've gone over time today, but I think it's been a really interesting conversation and really engaging conversation. So thank you to you students who have asked questions. Oh, I can see one more. So we have a last minute submission from Toby. Mm -hmm. And he says, how can you lead people older than you or they naturally or naturally they look down on you mm. oh, I, I, that's a that's a that's a question i have to say it is localized to the african culture mm. because i live here in the west mm. age is not a thing mm. people look have you got what it takes mm. so I, I have to give a two-pronged answer to this question if you mm. don't mind within the context of the uk I'll tell you who cares. Mm. So if you're a British person, <laughs> no one cares about your age. Yeah. A lot of the guys that I lead or led through the industry, they're my dad's age and more. You saw the guy that called me yesterday. Yeah. 75 years old. Almost 80. A almost 80. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. There's a man who was meant to be retired, by the way. I'm the one that's retired at 31. Mm. Never mind. So my point is, within the context of the UK, it doesn't matter. Mm. Now in Africa, there are some cultural contexts which we cannot ignore. Mm. Which is, I don't know many of you, but if I was to go and tell my dad, I said, dad, I know more than you. Or, dad, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> to be fair, my dad's actually different. I know my mom, for example, she would have, she would have whacked me straight. <laughs> my mom was a military officer, right? So what you would find there is you have to understand the cultural nuance for where you're coming from. Mm. I will tell you the best way to lead people who are older than you is in one word and it's very easy to miss it's the word called honor mm. honor 
Honor is a power that will lift you. Honor is a power that will give you access even when people want to shut a door. See honor as like a key. Where you get to a certain place and there's a padlock that is locked. Mm. Honor would always usually open it. Mm. What does honor look like? So Toby, you might be a small 17-year-old or 18-year-old or 21 or however old you are. And you've been told to lead people. You will make a mistake if you go to someone who's older than you and say, I am your leader now. Listen to me. Mm. Mistake. Mm. As a NACA tech student, I will tell you, honor is your weapon. Mm. So if I was, let's say I was led to go and lead a British older man. He doesn't care. British older men don't care. They just care if you got the value. Mm. If I was not told, go and lead an African older man. Do you know the first thing I'll do? I'll buy gifts. The first thing I will do is buy gifts. I will take gifts to the person that I am leading. It's an honor thing. I'll go down and pay homage, respect. I have been told to lead you, but I don't think I'm better than you. Mm. That's what you're saying with that gift. Mm. Mm. By the time you honor to that level, mm. the person you are meant to lead will look at you and say, okay, he's a good boy. You know, Africans, oh yeah, good boy. <laughs> it's okay. Don't let your ego get in the way. Mm. You are the one that was identified to lead in the first place. Mm-hmm. But don't let your ego get in the way. Mm-hmm. Humble yourself. Take a gift. Show them that you respect them. Show them that you being called a leader is not you trying to lord it over them. But that you, re- you honor them, you revere them. Mm-hmm. That is your secret weapon. Mm-hmm. When you do that, you buy their heart. When you've bought their heart, you can then say, Oh, sir. I'm thinking, instead of doing it like this, why do we try like this? Mm. Because of X, Y, Z. Mm. Just your tone, your language, how you speak, would already communicate to them that you respect them and you honor them. Thank you so much for that, sir. Thank you. So I think that was the last question. Does anyone have any last-minute submissions? Mm. Thank you. Okay, I assume that's answered your question. That's brilliant. Yes, thank you, Toby. Well, I don't see any more hands up. So thank you all for joining today. I've really enjoyed this session. And, you know, we spoke about value and productivity. And as usual, it was completely different to what I thought (laughs) (laughs) we would speak about, but still answering the key questions. Mm. So some of the things that I learned from my notes is that value is not necessarily monetary that impact is better than profit Mm. um you need to for you to have value you need to have a problem solving capacity Mm. and givers are always better than getters so it's not about being a go-getter wanting to have your career in check and wanting to make lots of money think of what you can give and how you can change other people's lives and usually we can see by all the other tech giants out there that's basically what what they've done because of you know we all wake up we check our phones immediately we have things like siri and our alarms that help us with our everyday lives and makes our everyday lives easier um and that one of the core things as well is um and how you think mm-hmm. actually shapes your value and it's not the man that gets paid it's the mind that In gets mind. paid yeah. that one is brilliant so yeah. even with toby with your question don't despise your age don't think oh, i'm just 18 years old build your mind and it's your mind that will get paid not necessarily your age or mm-hmm. your experience so build your mind build your value so i've really enjoyed today's session and we'll be back again next week is actually the final installment 
installment mm-hmm. of the or are we going to extend it maybe i'm happy to extend it if people want to <laughs> definitely I, okay. I could i could keep going like this so what i want you to do let us know in the group chat put out some petitions if you want <laughs> us to if you want us to extend the series beyond next week mm-hmm. but um so far it's planned that next week will be the final installment and i will let you know what we'll be speaking about but thank you so much pastor dami we always learn so much and um it's been this session has been really really brilliant actually i can see some people saying don't stop and Ayomide said this session was mind-blowing. Thank you so much, Ayomide. And I'm re- really looking forward to having you join the Nakatech Academy. I'm just going to say goodbye to some of you based on the names I can see. Yes. Um, Isaac, I can see Ayomide. Um, I can see Elu, Brave, Robert, Thomas, um, Kondwani. I can see Brian, Brian Chama, and um, Ida Chimba. That's a new name I haven't seen. Mm. Rasika, Rodney, Ben, Derek, and Innocent <laughs> on one. <laughs> so thank you all so much. I can see Precious and Toby, of course, as well. Thomas, how could I miss you? But thank you so much all for joining. And I know a lot of you also will be watching later. So for example, I know David, I know you're in church. And it's funny because today we spoke a little bit about, you know, how the, the church blends yeah. with tech. So uh, maybe you could even go back i can tell them a bit more about this so when you're if you're watching later i really hope and that's probably a question that you've had david mm. and you know all of you that are watching later as well i know violet as well you watch later and then you send me your messages robert said don't forget about my hoodie pastor dami i will personally make sure yes. that you get sent that in <laughs> fact um I will actually get your address and I'll make sure that as soon as we get off this call, I'm going to make him take it off, get it dry cleaned and we'll send it (laughs) and we'll send it to you. (laughs) So thank you so much. Today was an amazing session and we will see you all next week and have an amazing, amazing day. Goodbye all. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. I would love to hear your feedback on Twitter or Instagram. Hit me up at Dami underscore Balogun. See you soon.